like to use for a scripture lesson this morning out of the book of Isaiah chapter 51. It's on page 757 if you're using the Schofield Bibles in the building, which are a, for those listening uh, uh, by way of recorded message, is just a King James Bible, uh, not anything new or, or changed or anything like that. A few things that Schofield may change some words, but he always also has designated where he has done that, so it leaves no mystery or anything to us. The lesson this morning, uh, actually we referred to it recently, and I'm not sure how recently, but the title will be Look to the Rock from Which You Are Hewn. And, and we talked about that recently, or kind of as a side note to a particular lesson it was talking about, but would like to go into it to a little more uh, detail this morning. So, look to the rock from which you are hewn, beginning in verse 1 of Isaiah chapter 51. It says, Hearken to me, ye that follow after righteousness, ye that seek the Lord. Look to the rock from which ye are hewn, and to the hole of the pit from which ye are digged. Look unto Abraham your father, and unto Sarah who bore you. For I called him alone, and blessed him, and increased him. I might ask, is this talking to you? Is Abraham your father? Continuing on, verse 3. For the Lord shall comfort Zion. He will comfort all uh, her waste places. And he will make her wilderness like Eden and her desert like, a, uh, like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness shall be found in it, thanksgiving and the voice of melody. Hearken to me, my people, and give ear unto me, O my nation, for a law shall proceed from me, and I will make my judgment or justice to rest for a light of the peoples. My righteousness is near, my salvation is going forth, and mine arm shall judge the, the peoples, and the coats uh, shall wait uh, upon me, and on mine arm shall they trust. And here it says coats, and your Bible may say aisles, but we'll probably not get to verse 5 anyway. Uh, well, let me read verse 6 too. Lift up your eyes to heaven, and look upon the earth beneath. For the heaven shall vanish away like smoke, and the earth shall grow old like a garment. And they that dwell therein shall die in like manner. But my salvation shall be forever, and my righteousness shall not be abolished. So a lot in that which we won't, uh, don't know and won't get to. But uh, it's, it is speaking about uh, Israel. We know that. And it's, it's showing Israel's ties back to Abraham. I just mentioned that as we read through there. From uh, uh, Abraham to Israel. And, and, and of course, Abraham, this, or this land which they're still fighting over, was given to Israel, was given to Abraham and passed down through uh, Israel. Uh, you say, well, this is all you know, Old Testament and everything. And, but it, the scripture says it was written for our learning and our admonition. And just as a side note here in verse 4, uh, maybe we should bring a lesson on sometime. But uh, for if there's any here that, like myself, that, that struggles with seeing the law as, a, as, a, as a, uh, a parable and type and shadow of Christ that is to come, and I, I still struggle with that, but this, this sh uh, will help. 
Hearken unto me, my people. Give ear unto me, O my nation. For, I, for a law shall proceed from me. Now, the Mosaic law has already been given. But he says, for a law shall proceed from me, and I will make my justice or judgment to rest for a light of the peoples. That's talking about Jesus Christ when it says a law shall proceed. That's talking about Jesus Christ. He, will, uh, will, he is our rest, and he is a light. So, again, that's something that helps me. I hope it may help you. A little side note there. So here, this, this tells, talking to uh, Isaiah, uh, uh, talking here and, and prophesying and, and, uh, about Israel and uh, telling them, says, you know, um, uh, hearken to me in verse 1. It says, look to the rock from which you are hewn and the hole of the pit from which you are digged. So, okay, we can talk to maybe Israel and so forth and so on, but I'm interested in myself in this day and age. Well, what about us? Where are we hewn from, and are we connected to Abraham? And, of course, I, I mentioned that, but Galatians says that the blessings of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. I've heard... Well, at least a few people say that, oh, your genealogy has to go back to Abraham or there's no, there's no hope, there's no salvation for you. Well, my genealogy does go back to Abraham. Physically, I have no idea. My brother traced it back, went back to my great-great-grandfather who apparently came up from South Carolina and just changed his last name because of maybe some trouble <laughs> he had been in. So we, don't, we can't go back any farther than that. Uh, we, anyway, Chuck. But So physically, I don't know. But that the blessings of Abraham, no, what God gave the, the, to Abraham by promise, might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. And again, that's by promise, not by works. So we are the sons of Abraham in this respect. So, so realizing that, that this scripture is for us, what does it mean to us uh, about this look to this pit? Look to the rock. So what rock? What pit? Look, look to the rock from which you are hewn and the hole of the pit from which you are digged. What does that, what does that mean to us? And we'll start out about the rock first. And let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10. We want, to, we want to read in the New Testament first. Then we'll go back to the Old Testament and see the connection. But we want to read here in the New Testament first. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and starting in verse 1. Looking at this, what rock is this talking about? Was it referring to back in Isaiah? Moreover, brethren, I would not that you should be ignorant that, our, uh, uh, that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. And we're all baptized into Moses uh, in the cloud and in the sea, and did all eat the same spiritual food, and did all drink the same spiritual drink. For they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. So here in the New Testament, it's referring back to the Old Testament, it says they drank from this particular rock. 
I said, that rock was Christ. And let's go back and read about that. Exodus chapter 17. Exodus chapter 17, page 91, Schofield Bibles. Exodus chapter 17, and we'll start here in verse 1 and kind of work our way down through here. And We want to look at this, this rock that uh, talked about in Isaiah and talked about in Corinthians there. Verse 1, Exodus chapter 17, And all the congregation of the children of Israel sojourned from the wilderness of sin after their journeys according to the commandment of the Lord, and encamped in Rephidim, and there was no water for the people to drink. Now, I want to pause there for a moment. When it says there was no water for them to drink, it didn't mean that they didn't have a bottle of water in the pocket. Everybody runs around now with a bottle of water and everything, and that's good. But I hate buying water. I, I, you would go out to be traveling or something, the Lord's want to buy water. I, oh, I just hate spending money to buy water. I still have well water, by the way. But anyway, this didn't mean that said, said there was no water for the people to drink. It didn't mean that they forgot to bring a bottle of water. It didn't mean that there was no speedway down the road where they could stop and get some. It didn't mean that, well... Just the river wasn't very close for them to get water from. What it says, and there was no water for the people to drink. And when we talk about wilderness here, I, I, I need to, to uh, it's hard for me to, to comprehend wilderness. Wilderness here is desert. It means dry. I, whenever I think of wilderness, I think of Daniel Boone and way back in the, in the wilderness. Uh, but that's not correct. This means desert. An inhabitable place. So here they are, and it says there was no water for the people to drink. And we know we can't survive long without water. I don't know the, the exact time, and I'm sure it would vary, but you can't survive long without water. So these people, in one respect, had some knowledge. They knew there was no water, and they knew that there was no earthly way that they could be saved. They just knew this, this is the end. Verse 2, Wherefore the people did strive with Moses, and said, Give us water that we may drink. And Moses said unto them, Why strive ye with me? Wherefore do ye uh, put the Lord to the test, or you, you, you uh, 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 try or tempt God. Verse 3, And the people thirsted for uh, there for water, and the people murmured against Moses and said, Why hast thou brought us up out of Egypt to kill us and our children and our cattle with thirst? So these people had some intelligence as far as that goes. They, they could see, hey, there's no water here. This is a desert. It's we, our children, and our livestock here, and you brought us up out of Egypt. Yeah, we were in slavery, but we had water, we had food, and now there, there's no way we can be saved out here. We're, this is the end. So they had some intelligence. Not enough, though, did they? <laughs> Verse 4, 
And Moses cried to the Lord, saying, What shall I do unto this people? They are almost ready to stone me. And I remember this was this was desert. This they were they were out there. This was was desert. No water. Verse five. And the Lord said to Moses, Go before the people and take with thee of the elders of Israel and thy rod wherewith thou smotest the river. Take it in thine hand and go. Behold, I will stand before thee. There upon the rock in Horeb, and thou shalt smite the rock, and there shall come water out of it, that the people may drink. And Moses did so in the sight of the elders of Israel. So, here's this nation of people came out of Egypt in the desert, and by all human understanding, they were doomed. This was the end. No earthly way of salvation. So, but now here we see God saved his people by the water coming out of this rock. Now you say, well, God put him there to start with. Yes, he did, didn't he? God brought him out. God led them to this wilderness. God had preordained, predestined this Years and years, and, 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 and it prophesied years earlier that the people would come out, but yet they'd go down to captivity, and then they'd come out of that captivity. Yes, God led them there. Well, why did he leave them there to start with? It's for our learning our admonition. So now we have them saved by God by bringing water out of this rock. And again, one of the points here is no way for them to save themselves. I mean, these people were smart. They knew about digging wells and things, but it said there was no water. So God provides, provided a rock to save them. And we read in 1 Corinthians, and that rock was Christ. So, there's, so we look at that, and it's for our learning, our admonition. There's no earthly way for us to be saved. Although people try... And they teach that there is earthly way to be saved. And they strive for earthly ways to be saved. But there's no earthly way to be saved. Probably the children of Israel out there, they probably, they probably strive for earthly ways to be saved. They probably tried to dig a well or something out there in, in the desert. They probably looked for water and looked for some kind of an oasis or something. I have no doubt they tried to look for that. Today, men try, they try by turning over a new leaf. They try by praying through. They try by their own self-righteousness. But the scripture says, with men it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. So, what's the teaching here? The way of salvation for them, of course, God provided all, but God provided a rock. And they smote the rock, and they were saved. And our, <clears throat> our lesson said, look unto the rock from which you are hewn. Jesus Christ. The, our first Corinthians says, and that rock was Christ. So Jesus Christ is our salvation. He was smitten for us. So that's what, it, that's what it's telling us <clears throat> in the uh, uh, 
in Isaiah there. Look to the rock from which you were hewn. Look to Christ. That's the only way. Don't look for earthly ways. <clears throat> now, I want to go into the book of Numbers, chapter 20, and we'll see uh, another time they were needing water in this rock. <clears throat> Numbers, chapter 20, on page 194. We'll see him here again. Verse, 20, or verse 1 of Numbers chapter 20. Then came the children of Israel, even the whole congregation in the desert of Zin, <clears throat> in the first month. And the people abode in Kadesh and, and Miriam. And, and Miriam died there and was buried there. <clears throat> and there was no water. Here we are again. And there was no water for the congregation. And they gathered themselves together against Moses and against Aaron. Same thing. But now, and let me stop here for a moment. These are the, the same people that witnessed the parting of the Red Sea. I, I still think of the, of the movie. And I can still see it in the movie. But these people saw and experienced the parting of the Red Sea and the salvation of the Lord. And here they are doubting. Now, I'm not saying I would be any better. I, I, I certainly wouldn't be, but... You understand, I hope you understand what I'm saying. But anyway, here they are again. <clears throat> Verse 3, and, uh, and the people strove with Moses and spoke, saying, Would God that we had died uh, with our brethren, or when our brethren died before the Lord? And why have you brought up the, uh, the congregation of the Lord into this wilderness that we and our cattle should die there? You know, they were uh, to wander here for 40 years in the wilderness. In the desert. And wherefore have you made us to come up out of Egypt to bring us <clears throat> into, this into this evil place? It is no place of seed or of figs or of vines or of pomegranates, neither is there any water to drink. <clears throat> now again, Moses told him God would give them a promised land, a land that floweth with milk and honey. And you also remember they sent spies over in that land. But some of them didn't believe, oh, we can't take it and everything. But here they are again, <clears throat> no water to drink. Now these are the same people that also witnessed water from what we read the first time where he smoked a rock and water came out. They also witnessed that the first time, not only the parting of the Red Sea, but here they are again. Now why didn't they say, well, pray to God that he'd give us water again? I don't, I don't know. Uh, it wasn't ordained of God, but anyway, we see here. And then in verse 6. And Moses and Aaron went from the presence of the assembly into the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, and they fell upon their faces, and the glory of the Lord appeared unto them. And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, Take the rod, and gather thou the assembly together, thou and Aaron, thy brother, and speak ye unto the rock before their eyes. And it shall give forth its water, and thou shalt bring forth to them water out of the rock. So thou shalt give the congregation and their beasts drink. <clears throat> so here again, similar to the first circumstances, no water. The Lord's going to save him. He's going to bring water out of the rock. We know, again, this, this rock typifies Christ. And that rock was Christ. 
But we see something a little different this time, don't we? As we continue on here. But this rock, he's going to save them with this same, same rock. And again, our lesson says, and that rock was Christ. So we see certainly type and shadows and symbols here. But in verse 9, but we see the instructions here. God said, take the rod, the rod that he smote it with before, but he said, and speak to the rock, didn't he? And we, under, we know there's a lot of things happened here. He said, speak to it. But he did say, take the rod. But he said, speak to it. The other time he smote it, Helen, as, we, as you well know. But verse 9, and, the, and Moses took the rod from before the Lord as he commanded him. So, so far we're okay. And Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation together before the rock. So far we're okay. And he said unto them, Here now, ye rebels, must we fetch you water out of this rock? Now, sometimes there's a, uh, I'll digress here for a moment, but sometimes I'll say, uh, somebody will say, well, well, we will help you do this. And the other person will say, well, you got a mouse in your pocket? I don't have time to help you do this. Who are you talking What we are you talking about? I'm not with you on this. What we is he talking about here? Moses says, we must fetch water out of this rock. You think he's talking about him and God? He's talking about him and Aaron, wasn't he? Because he took Aaron um, and Moses and Aaron and gathered the congregation together uh, uh, before the rock. And he said to them, here now, ye rebels, must we fetch you water out of this rock? Aaron and I, we're going to fetch you water out of this rock? You can see we're starting to go wrong here, can't you? So he was okay. Get the rod and go speak to the rock. But we see something else here. He didn't say God will save you through this. Must we? Chuck, even if he had said, even if he had meant, and we could debate, we could argue, well, maybe he meant himself and God. Must we? That's still not correct. There was a... Uh, thing went around a long time ago, uh, or a few years ago, uh, God's my co-pilot. <laughs> uh, a bumper sticker was, God's my co-pilot. And then there was, and I thought, oh, what a terrible thing to say. And then there's another one that said uh, uh, later, which was a little more true, said, God is, if God is your co-pilot, you're in the wrong seat. So that's, that's a little better. That meant that God's the pilot, we're the co-pilot. No, we're a passenger. We're along for the ride. So when the we wouldn't even been correct, well, me and God will bring you water out of this rock. No. So we can see where Moses was going wrong here. Must we fetch you water out of this rock? In verse 11, And Moses lifted up his hand 